It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This for Elliot. I like this. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It was 90s day on the show yesterday, but a little bye 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 always works for us. And uh, Elliot Shore Parks works for us as well. I mean, literally, he works for WIP. And he joins us right now after Shaq Leonard spoke to the media. Elliot, how are we doing today? Man, we're really going to see how deep Kyle's knowledge of like 90s boy band, you know, pop goes. I was born in 95. Every week. All right, so we'll see. We'll see next week what you come with. Okay. You know, I think this is the second week in a row of bye bye bye. So well, no, hold on. For, last week was Backstreet. This time was oh, yeah, was, right. this time was right. in sync. So score right, one well, for Kyle. To see what it is next week. Yeah, the, the test you're right. Is I'm on. running yeah. out. Yeah, he, he, that might be the only two he knows. All right, the Elliot Short Park's calling. Brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the fifth seat. That's color cut clarity. Carrot and Cozy Elliot. All right, so Shaq Leonard is here. It sounds like he's probably going to play, and we'll see how much he plays on Sunday. What did you take from what he said today, and, and what are you thinking about the signing here? Yeah, so uh, Shaq Leonard just spoke to reporters in the locker room, um, and it sounds like his relationship with Nick Sirianni is really why he chose Philadelphia uh, over Dallas. He talked about how when they were in Indianapolis together, that even though they were on different sides of the ball, they would talk quite a bit. They were competitive. It sounds like maybe they have that same type of personality of, you know, kind of playful, competitive trash talking on the field, offense versus defense. So. Uh, you know, in terms of his fit on the defense, I mean, I'm sure that that was discussed when he visited, but it sounds like more so he liked the culture that, that Sirianni has here in Philadelphia, and he wanted to be a part of that. In terms of how he's going to be used, understandably didn't really get into much detail about that, uh, didn't really say if he was going to play on Sunday. Um, I don't even believe his roster has been officially announced yet, so still a few steps to go before he plays uh, on Sunday, but I, I do think you will see him in uniform and on the field uh, on Sunday. So what number is he wearing? Great question. Always my, my most important piece of information when a new player signs. He's going with number 50, which I think is a good, sign, a good, a good pickup for him. I think he, he looks good in the 50s. You, know, you don't get him in the 40s, which I wouldn't have liked. doesn't go with the single digit. So I, I like number 50, and that's what, that's what he's going with. Number 50 for Shaq Leonard. All right, so Ellie, yeah, Kyle obviously doesn't like it here. I mean, 58 was offered up, right? 53, you offered, but I believe Christian Ellis yeah, owns well, that right can, now. He can, he can, he can <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's going to be number 50, and uh, 
Yeah, look, I, I think that after speaking to him, uh, you know, learning more about his game over the last few days, like there's no question that at one point he was one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He talked today about how two back surgeries, obviously over the last few years, has, has impacted him. He still feels like, you know, it, I don't want to say he still feels he's coming back from it, but, you know, he said he's kind of had to, to learn to play with it over the last two years. Uh, sounds like maybe he moved from the right side to the left side in Indianapolis, which, which impacted his play a little bit too. So I think that both Shaq and the Eagles are hoping he can come here and kind of revitalize, you know, a little bit of what he was in Indianapolis or at least be better than what they currently have here in Philadelphia. All right, you know what I need him to do here, guys? I need him to reverse the trend what's been going on with number 50 in, in the Eagles uniform. Do you guys remember some of the recent 50s we've had here at linebackers? Is Eric Wilson oh, one of Casey, Casey Matthews. Casey right? Matthews, uh, Kiko Alonso, oh, Eric Wilson was 50 as yeah. well. Yeah, so we, we need a better 50 here, Elliot. So, so tell yeah, Shaq. Wasn't Kiko good in Miami, though? He was pretty decent in Miami. Kiko was good there. Kiko was not yeah, very not good here. here. Yeah, that was the Although he did have oh. an interception against the Falcons. One-handed, first game of the season. Yeah. Yes. How, yeah. how could I forget it? From- Such a memorable moment in Eagles history. Now, Elliot, all right, <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's look at the team as a whole. And I heard you yesterday. It was a fun hour when you guys were, you, you were on with uh, Mark Cerise yesterday. And – you know, obviously the uh, the back and forth between who's the best team in the NFC was a big part of that hour. But I, I thought it was interesting when you and Marks were debating the issues with the offense. And particularly, like you look at the numbers, Jalen Hurts has been sacked, I think, the fourth or fifth most times in the NFL. And the other guys above him are either young and just in over their head like Bryce Young, bad and benched, or old. Like a, a star quarterback shouldn't be in that mix, yet he is. Elliot, when you look at the sacks, the total sacks, are you, do you think more is on the offensive line or more is on Hurts? Yeah, so I definitely think it's a combination. Uh, you know, if you look at the not just the sack numbers, but the amount of times he's been hurried, the amount of times he's been hit, I mean, the, the pass protection numbers as a whole are not kind for the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's a rarity, right? I mean, this, they've had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL over the last few years, and I definitely think at times this year and overall you can still make an argument they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but – your point like Hertz is getting hit a lot and he's getting sacked quite a bit now whose fault is that I think it's a, a number of different things one I think there's times where guys have not been open if you look at in San Francisco about why he was holding the ball so long guys were not open right so he's trying not to get rid of the ball he's trying to let the play develop so I think that's part of it I think he's running less than he was in past years so maybe he's sitting in that pocket a little bit more and that's leading to more sacks than past years but I also think that just to be honest like the offensive line has not played as well uh you know on the players' lounge, you, you, you can speak to this. Like, we have Jordan Mailata and Landon Dickerson on, and they kind of alternate weeks. And it feels like maybe communication has been an issue on that offensive line. Um, so, overall, I think that, you know, that they have to get better at pass protection. As much as we want to focus on the linebackers and those things, they're not winning the Super Bowl if they don't protect Jalen. And I think that's been a bit more of a problem this year than maybe we all expected it to be. You know, when you look at the Eagles secondary and, and the problems that they had this weekend playing against the, the 49ers, do you think there's, they're fixable or is there some real cause for concern with that secondary? Well, on, on a whole, I think the secondary is not as bad as people make it out to be. I think Bayard, uh, look, he, he had a few good weeks in a row, probably slipped last, did not play as well last week. I still believe in Darius Slay. I still think he can be – you know, one of the top 15 corners in, in, in the NFL. I think the real question at this point for the Eagles is, because they're going to beat the majority of teams they play in the NFC, like Detroit, uh, Green Bay, if they get in, whoever wins NFC South, like you would think they would beat those, those teams. The question is the personnel against Dallas and San Francisco, because uh, Dallas, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll talk about it, or at least later in the week you guys will, CeeDee Lamb's a major 
you know, matchup issue for this team. Last time they played uh, the Cowboys, they didn't have Bradley Roby. You think that might help a little bit, but he ate all over the middle of the field. If you look at San Francisco, I actually think the matchup issues are what we saw on Sunday, which is at the linebacker spot, or at least the, the middle of the field as well. So, you know, I think the personnel in the secondary is, is not as bad as people make it out to be. I just wonder if with Dallas and San Francisco, Francisco specifically, if these matchup problems are, are too tough for the Eagles. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Elliot, I'm glad you brought the Cowboys up. It's been a weird week because we've been so shook from what happened Sunday against the Niners that we're not really yet like fully invested in this Cowboys game, which is obviously a huge game on Sunday. Let me put it at you this way because I, I think you know we could go back and forth on the schedule down the stretch. Obviously, the Eagles have an easier schedule than the Cowboys. Sunday's obviously a big game if they tie them or they don't. But big picture, Elliot, are you worried about the Cowboys? You know, the Niners are obviously right now – they look like they're above the Eagles. Or those are the two teams. But there's more steps along the way than just like waking up in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. They may have to play the Cowboys again. Elliot, big picture, are you worried about the Cowboys who are scoring like 40 points a game the last month? Absolutely. I think anyone that's saying they're not worried about the Cowboys is ignoring the obvious problem in front of them, which is the Cowboys are really good. They have a better defense than the Eagles. Their offense can be just as high-powered than the Eagles. I think Dak has played – Probably not as well as Jalen this year, uh, but, I mean, he certainly has been very good. He's turned it over less. He has uh, more total touchdowns, I believe, or at least right around the same number. So, yeah, Dallas is absolutely uh, a problem for the Eagles. I mean, they beat him here in Philadelphia. They earned that win. I don't think they were fortunate to win it, but it was a close game. I mean, Dallas had the ball six yards out, you know, about to take the lead, and, and they didn't get it done. So, yeah, I, not to mention there's a chance the Eagles could potentially be playing them in Dallas. So, yeah, I think when you look at the NFC – um, two weeks ago, if we would have talked, I would have said the Eagles are definitely the best team in the NFC. There's no question about it. Now I think you could argue that if you look at how the teams are playing, that maybe they're they're playing like the third team in the NFC more than the first team. So it's one of the things you just said there is interesting because I don't believe Jalen's played better than Dak this year. I think Dak's out playing Hurts. And Sunday might come down to that. And, Elliot, a, a wise football guy told me about a year ago, the winner of the NFC almost always comes down to which quarterback plays better that yeah. season. Yeah. I think it's Dak. I mean, it, it – now, Sunday, Jalen could outplay him and, and flip this around because it's obviously kind of close. But so you, you think you still think Jalen's outplayed him because I, Dak, man, Dak's on a heater right now. Well, if you listen to the advice of that wise man that told you that the Eagles are ahead of the Cowboys and the NFC East right now, right? So there would be one indication of who the better quarterback has been. I mean, I think both have been outstanding. I think Dak has really fixed his turnover problems this year, whereas Jalen has had a little bit more problems, uh, you know, taking care of the ball. And that certainly has evened things out. Um, I think you could argue from the pocket, maybe Dak has been better, but overall as, a, as an offensive player, I think Jalen's been better. And I also think one thing you have to take into consideration is Dak has played an in, in easier schedule, right? I mean, Jalen has had this stretch of games recently where he hasn't looked as good, but it's because he's playing, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas' defense twice. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, I think between the two, Jalen has been better this year, and that's why I think the Eagles ultimately will win the NFC East. I don't know if they'll win Sunday, but I think they'll end up – uh, winning the NFC East. Now, I think that's because Jalen will have been better this year. Good stuff, Elliot. Appreciate you hopping on as always, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Enjoy Sunday in Dallas. Should be a fun one. Appreciate you. Yep.
Talk to you guys soon. There he goes, Elliot Stewart Park. So a couple of things that are interesting. Shaq Leonard basically said he chose the Eagles because of Sirianni, which is obviously yeah, good. good relationship. Yep, they were together in Indianapolis, and the idea of of Dallas being a team that we worry about. I mean, I'm sure we'll do a lot, do a lot on that tomorrow as we move forward through the week, but. Cowboys are put. The Eagles are going to have to show up and be ready on Sunday, especially on defense. Otherwise, they're going to get torched. I mean, that's just the way it is. Dallas is scoring a lot of points lately. 215 592 9494. We'll get back to the phones here. Can we?